0: Wake up from your dreams. It's pinball dreams. It's amigos. Everything amiga 299. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Amigos. I'm John. And I'm Aaron. And today, Aaron, we're Woo-hoo. going to be talking about pinball dreams. Yes. Oh, yes. And we all have pinball dreams. Hmm. Um, some of your pinball dreams have come true. That's true. But if you're anything like most pinball guys I know, there's always that machine that got away. There's always that grail machine. If you had to choose one pinball machine, not currently in your collection that you just love to have, what would it be?
1: Well, it's, you know, it's funny you should mention that. I was I was uh, taking advantage of the services on the team speaker regulars last night on our Discord. I was talking to our, our good buddy Brock. Mm-hmm. And Brock is a big pinball aficionado, and he had a big he had a big uh video just that table after table after table. We were just discussing them amongst ourselves uh, with a few other fellas, and I did think about it quite a bit. It's like you know, what would I add to the collection? Because there are some I would add just because I like the theme, but I don't necessarily like the table, you know. And there are some that I I like the table, but I'm not real big on the theme, you know. And then somebody mm-hmm. take a crap. Mm-hmm. If I had unlimited wad. I would probably go out and get the Twilight Zone pinball machine. Now, you know I love the Twilight Zone show. Yeah. And I love Rod Serling, and I love that. The pinball machine, I, I like, but it's not what I would call my favorite pinball machine. It's a, it's mm-hmm. it's good. It's mm-hmm. one of the all-time great machines, but it's not my favorite pinball machine. If I was going to go out and buy my favorite pinball machine, it would probably be not be that expensive, because my probably my all-time favorite pinball machine is probably Taxi. As you know, I love that machine. I'm a big fan of that one and another one I like that's pretty popular is uh is medieval madness it's a really mm. good playing machine so I would say those three would be definitely in my wheelhouse uh I've got a couple that I really like, so you're right I'm lucky to actually own physical pinball machines What about you? I know you've got the one is there a do you have a machine that you really dig that you don't have well this is you know it's funny with with pinball machines
0: um I'm probably more than most, I don't know about more than most because I'm sure there are a ton of people like me too, but if the theme is not something I'm into, I'm not going to be into the machine. Like I know yeah. everybody raves about the Johnny mnemonic pinball yeah. machine. It's, yes. Listen, if I have to look up into the eyes of Johnny mnemonic, you know, I'm I'm not playing. I'm not yeah, playing.
1: I, I'm right there with you on that one. There's a, there's, there's a bunch of those that people like really are really good machines, but like demolition man's another one. Mm-hmm. I, if I, you know, I don't want to stare up at those goose. I yeah. would like, you know, you're to get a cute broad, get some kind of action sequence or a space scene, something. Mm-hmm. I don't want to right. look up and see Billy bald, one of these goose up there looking back at me. No good. So,
0: you know, I think, in this is, it's funny. This is something that we, we're in total agreement on. Um, my all-time favorite, well, I don't know. We're in total agreement, but I agree with what you said. My My all-time favorite pinball machine is Taxi. It is it's 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 number one it's, with a bullet it's, it's got the, the art perfect, style you it's know, the perfect marriage of what makes a good pinball machine with great art style great music uh it's a challenging table but it doesn't have a tremendously deep rule set that you can never figure out in a million years right um i tend to go more for the alphanumeric machines over the dmd machines because uh to me that's sort of like the perfect balance of modern technology with still keeping the action on the table um you know with the dmds you got the video modes a lot of that stuff just is is is, it's, it's overkill you don't need it it's pinball it's not a video game so i'd go with taxi uh i'm also a big fan of space shuttle uh, the, yes. the old space shuttle. Yes. Cable. That's a I mentioned one.
1: that one last night. It's great. And the and, uh, uh, space station. Like it was a prequel to that, one was a good one. You know, another one that I like, and, and now I will say this one's pretty advanced, uh, but uh, another all time drop dead Stone Cold classic. And my brother's probably his favorite machine st- is the uh, Star Trek Next Generation machine. Yeah, it's that outstanding. One is outstanding. That's mm-hmm. another one that'd be on my short list uh, just because I like I'm cool with the theme, but the actual game—it's a lot like taxi. I mean, I like a machine that spells out what you're supposed to do. Mm -hmm. It flashes the targets of where you're supposed to go, and then you do that. It's not rocket science, you know. There was a—I—I sort of agree. I can understand where you're coming from with the DMD situation, but I do—I like the the big DMDs. I'm not so keen on the on the games that are on them. You know, the video games that pop up. It's okay. It's like yeah, whatever. Uh, but I do like – I don't mind. I can go either way on that. Now, listen, with any
0: pinball machine, you know, pinball machines are a lot like pizza. Even when they're bad, they're still pretty good. Yeah, and uh, and, you know, the, I would take almost any pinball machine, you know, if somebody offered it to me. Yeah. And even the DMD game, even though the, the alphanumeric games are my favorite, like Haunted House. That's another good example. I, I a really beautiful like Haunted one. House. Yeah. Um, But uh, like people are mentioning in the chat, Theater of Magic. That's, that's a, great a great game. One. Yeah. All time classic. One. Yeah. Yeah. But here's the deal, Aaron. And you, you and Brent talked about this on ARG the other week. The days <laughs> yeah. of us, the days of us acquiring more pinball machines are over. <laughs> Yes. Yes. The, yeah. Unless the, either of us happens to come upon a, a very large lottery payoff,
1: the good times are gone. Well, the only time I would I, I can see a future where I get a new machine, not a brand new one, and that would involve swapping out something. I sure. Of, yeah. There's always that angle. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but th- to be honest with you, it's it's the price, of course. It's also I don't. It's they're such a pain to move. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> they're so hard to move, Boat. And I've moved so many arcade games and pill machines over the years that I just think I don't want to move them anymore. So I would probably hire a couple get a couple of hired goons to move the tables for them. Yeah. If you might recall when we bought uh, my
0: pinball machine, uh we we basically just took the, you know, we took the legs off, we put it in the back of your car, we threw a tarp over it that, that didn't cover it. We drove yeah. home in the rain, and then we basically just pushed it down the wooden steps <laughs> in the in, in my basement. Miraculously, yeah. that machine continues to play a hundred percent. Uh, triple action still the ultimate lucky pickup i mean I'm talking yeah. about a 150 fifty dollar find in huntington uh, for a fully working uh pinball machine is is, uh, is a is a one in a million and i still play
1: it all the time it's a great table it's one of the few good things to come out of huntington yes. and also i will say we've had a lot of good high score uh challenges on on your machine mm-hmm. and it just goes to show you that you don't need the biggest the best and newest to have a good time with these things yeah. and i will say but uh, one last item we're very lucky that we own pinball machines. We got in right before the the it blew up, you know. And yeah. so i f- i f- I feel very fortunate to even have any machines back there, especially for someone like myself who's who, for the many many years teetered on the brink of destruction. How we amassed <laughs> these? I mean, it, it could never have happened now. It had to happen mm-hmm. in the day where you could get one for a couple hundred dollars. Yeah, because that, that those days are
0: over, mm-hmm. long over. Yeah, yeah. So, with all that said, Aaron. Before we get into this week's Amiga news, we do have a brand new story over on our website, everythingamiga.com. We Guys, did. if you haven't been over there the, uh, lately, you should definitely check this out. Uh, basically, uh, the one and only Rob Flack O'Hara has kind of been keeping the site alive <laughs> on his own uh, the past couple months, writing some of the best long-form comment uh, content uh, you can imagine uh, all about the Amiga. And this week's article is all about Super Hang-On. Now, if you know anything about Flack, you know he is a bike guy. He likes motorcycles. He's been riding motorcycles since he was a kid, since he was in third grade, Aaron, third grade. Amazing. Uh, and uh, he talks about the sport bike that he bought that he almost died on multiple times. Uh, and, uh, and of course, that's uh, the natural lead-in to Super Hang-On. He talks about uh, all about the wonderful, fantastic Amiga Port Super Hang-On. Did you give this one a read, Aaron?
1: I looked over it, I just, it popped up. I didn't see it. It didn't come up until I was getting ready for the show here. You know, Super Hang on the arcade machine. It's a game I've almost bought about 20 times, by the way. The the set down one. Because those things go for cheap. And even cheaper, you can get the one that just stands up, that has the mm-hmm. handlebars. Stand up you know? unit, yeah. And there's one thing that's kept me from ever getting it. It's like I don't like it that much, to be honest with you. I mean, it's cheap. I don't know. It's got a certain appeal. And I do, I think the Amiga so version is pretty would good. You rather,
0: would you rather play Pole Position than Super yeah. Hang-On? Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. What about you? No, I'm, I'm the other way. Uh, I, I would rather play a motorcycle uh, behind-the-back game than, than a car behind-the-back game, unless we're talking about OutRun. Uh, there's just something about, especially if we're talking about the one where you're riding, because you're physically moving the bike when you're playing the sit-down version. You're leaning to the right and to the left. That's super cool. And when it comes to Amiga ports, uh, you know, the simulating the movement of the bike with the mouse is super cool. You know, I, I always found it to be super responsive, and uh, and and this is it, it's just it's a great game. Uh, now is this better than Lotus? Heck no, but. It does have music and sound effects while you're racing. So it's got that on its corner.
1: You know, looking at this end screen here, the guys posing. You get the bikini girls up front. And, of course, the bikini girls are flanked with their children. <laughs> if you look at them, <laughs> on either side of the bikini girl are these two small children. And it looks like they're one of them, she's holding their hand or something. So it's good to see Are you moms. saying
0: that moms can't wear bikinis? Is that what you I'm you're not saying?
1: saying. It just... What kind of rally is this? <laughs> Mom comes gussing out in their skimpiest bikini to hang out with her two children. Listen, I'm not judging. <laughs> well, there you go. Hey, I'm not either. If, whatever, if you go to a bike rally to celebrate at the end with your two small children in a bikini, that's your business, not mine. That's right. That's and right. also, I like the pup, the pose of the biker. He's like, yeah. It's, he's cool guy in it. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's a, a, a great cool picture. I love it.
0: All right, so thank you to Rob for writing that up for us. again,
1: everythingamia.com, check it out. Can you you believe that Rob's been riding motorcycles since he was in third grade? There's a 0% chance I would stick my kid. uh, My kid's now 11. He can barely stagger through the house without falling over. I'm not going to put him on a freaking motorbike. He'd kill himself. But yeah, I was, you know, I, I, I grew up in not
0: quite such a protective environment as Luke has, but definitely, you know, my, my mom was definitely not eager to put me on a. a when I told her I was out riding around four wheelers, she was, she, was she was not pleased when I was about his age. So.
1: Now, wait a minute. I've got Luke entered. He is, he's learning to master the deadly arts. How much more non invasive do I have to be? Deadly arts.
0: That's true. That's true. So we leave everythingamiga.com and we travel. To the world of Amiga News. Hit the robot, Aaron.
2: Amiga News. So here we go,
0: Aaron. We're talking about a... Now, this is not a new news story. The Amiga 2000 replacement boards have been around for a while, but this is a new write-up that somebody has just put up about their journey populating this board with components. Uh, If you are sort of uh, wondering if this type of project might be for you, uh, this would be a a fun thing to read through because this guy basically, he lists all of the different problems that he's had, all the successes, all the failures, all the different steps. This is not a small project. Repopulating a circuit board, an Amiga Amiga motherboard is, is, is not for the faint of heart. Um, gotta have one I of enjoyed looking oh, really? at these pictures in yeah. the same way no. that I enjoy, you know, watching ice road truckers. It's what? like, you, you know, um, <laughs> you, uh,
2: you,
0: you, are you're, you're cuddled up, you're nestled in your couch yeah. under the comfort yeah. Yeah. and you're watching this guy, you know, brave the wilds of Alaska. That's the way I felt when I was watching this guy reconstruct an Amiga 2000. That. He's got it's not a picture something here. I want to do
1: get a picture of all the leads from a bunch of resistors sticking up he's got the board flipped over that looks like some sort of tri- like an ancient torture device yeah it
0: does it's the yeah you know? absolutely it's the
1: it's the rack and the iron maiden all in look one, at all so. that yeah man just i'm having <laughs> i'm having ibm flashbacks they are not good ones this is too it's just too close to home man that's yeah. too much
0: so again, this is a this is a very in-depth article. Uh, and uh and I, I highly recommend it to anybody that's thinking about doing this, or maybe you have done it and you wanna you wanna bring back the memories through somebody else. Check this out. It's <laughs> yeah. over on the old retrohacks.net site.
1: I bet no one wants to bring back the memories but I'll be honest with you. <laughs> you know, this Once it's is done, you want to be out of here you know there's a certain type of person like your 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 boy neil is a good example yeah. he revels in this him and his little dude that does this stuff mm-hmm, good mm-hmm. and good on him but there's people like me i've been there done that and i'm done i don't want to go back no way
0: yeah yeah so now we move on aaron to the amiga show oh, episode yes. six now i've got to make a confession I have not yet watched this, episode. Oh, I watched this is the it. first episode of the mega show that I've not watched immediately. So Aaron, you're going to have to
1: fill us in on what
0: happened this episode.
1: I'll, I'll watch it. I will. I've got to give, I've got to give him credit this time around, but they, the uh, Anthony went and made a uh, coloring with a program. Interesting and entertaining to me. He cranked up <laughs> this old ages. I think it was a uh, paint program and did some logo work and some pictures. It was cool. I got to give him credit. And so, and that's him. That's if you're watching the home, it's, Stuff that he animated, he even ended up animating his logo. And if you watch the very, very, very end of the show, you can actually see his logo. Like his thing comes out, and he shows it. Here it comes. See, he did that. That's him mm-hmm. doing it right there. So pretty That's cool. Awesome. Uh, he also covered. Uh, 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 he also covered a, a ga- uh, some magazine stuff, of course, and, and some art. The gallery was interesting this time. A lot of a lot of women that are are like sucking on lollipops and pencils. You know, whatever. He also, Bo, this is funny because we just talked about this. He covers the first Psygnosis game. Remember mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago you were like, yeah, this game looks like it's going to be crap. You know, but we were talking about how cool it looked. Then he right. covers it. It's basically, okay. it was Bandersnatch, the, the new, the game was called, they changed the name uh, and they and released it on the Amiga and it's controlled entirely with the mouse. And so really? it's hilarious to try to watch him play this uncontrollable game <laughs> with, the, with, the, with the mouse because everything on it is mouse driven. So that's, that's good for a laugh. And then he also covers a new game that just came out, which uh, is here. Uh, I believe this was one. It was Smarty. I think we've talked about this. But Smarty. Oh, yeah.
0: Smarty uh, and the Nasty Gluttons. We did this it. for a high score competition a couple yeah, of weeks and,
1: ago. Yeah, and, and this looks pretty good, Boat. I, this is the first time I've ever it, I looked at it. So And he bought it. So a good show. I gave him the big thumbs up. If anything, the uh the section where he talked about the uh the the drawing and art programs, that for that to kept my attention for ten minutes was amazing. I that's what I wrote to him. I'm like, well done.
0: Well, so, you know, Anthony, stuff. he is he 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 he's a he's he has an amazing ability to take sort of the humdrum and make it eminently watchable. So uh yeah. hats off for another great episode. I'm definitely gonna give this a watch this weekend. I hate that I'm behind, but yeah, definitely subscribe to the Amiga Show on YouTube if you haven't
1: yeah and I will say watching him put that old the old uh paint program and then the and because it's sort of a paint animation combo i mean he opens his sucker up so it's just brand new uh you could see how awesome this was you can also see how he it ultimately got passed by better programs you know so that, mm. kind, that's kind of the, that's kind of a neat way he did it so good stuff yeah yeah
0: all right, Aaron. We're moving on to one of your personal retro gaming heroes, Shane R. Monroe. He's back with a new video. Why don't you tell yeah. us about it?
1: He's actually got two videos out, and there shouldn't soon to be a third. Uh, Shane is talking about, gosh, one of my all time favorite Amiga games, which is Deluxe Galaga, Ed- Edgar Vigdal's, uh classic uh, shooting game on the on the Amiga, and then ultimately uh the game me and my son played to the nines which is warbird warblade which we play on the PC uh which was the spiritual successor to this but Shane goes into all the little uh like how to get it set up what use it when uh Amiga Forever all the different little aspects of how the game works and that's part one and then part two of this uh which you can is linked right off this he actually goes in and shows you some of the secrets the different features different point gathering uh secrets of the game and then he's actually got a third one planned where he's going to go into the super duper secrets, all the super like secrets and hidden stuff. Uh, Shane actually, uh, t- he never, I asked him if he'd interviewed Edgar, and he told me he never got a chance because Edgar had a, a real low end modem and didn't have like, was not a guy that talked on the phone. So they hardly ever talked, but they did. He actually did do a, 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 a exchange with him, a conversation with him to get some like tidbits because Shane actually ran the deluxe Galaga fan site. In fact, it's oh. still up. Deluxe, I think it's deluxegalaga.com. If you go there, uh, it's still up and, and Shane runs that. He's ran it for a decade uh, or more. And so if you, and that's where you get all the good, juicy tidbits. So if you're an Amiga fan of Deluxe Galaga, this is a real good series. And like Boat says, I know he always says it tongue-in-cheek, but Shane really was a pioneer uh, in podcasting and certainly was the first guy, I would say by a long shot, that covered the Amiga. I mean oh, yeah, way I'm before sure. anyone I'm was sure. even doing any podcast or shows Shane was covering it. Shane's interviewed all the great legends uh, of uh, uh, in video gaming back. Everybody, you know, everybody, all the old Atari guys, all the old Vectrix guys. He's interviewed all of them. So he's he's definitely somebody you want to check out if you're in the old retro stuff. So but this is a good video on Deluxe Gallagher.
0: Okay, now we need to go. This is is the uh it's the Game On news section of, of the Amigos. This is uh we got 3 4 Five, five games to cover this week, Aaron. The first one is Exhumed and Power Slave.
2: Okay. Now,
0: if you know anything about me, you know that I hate first-person shooters, and I despise anything with an Egyptian theme. This really? game is not, no. Well, I mean, yeah, kind of. Because
1: you like Montezuma's Revenge. That's gonna, it's sort of like an Egyptian theme, kind of. You're in the wrong continent, man. I know, but you know what I mean. It's got, you're going down in like a Mexican pyramid, an Aztec pyramid. Oh,
0: boy. Okay, I'll just leave that there. Uh, we're going to talk about oh, this God. game, which is called Exhumed and Power Slave. So uh, if you want to see the Amiga uh, try and do a first person shooter, wow. this, I guess, was ported. From the original, I'm sure DOS version, and it runs super, super smooth. Now it does require a monster machine, an O60 oh. with an FPU. You oh. need, to, of course, have the RTG card, the and uh, and so, but um, but if you've got the jack. Then you can do it, man. You can do that looks, it. So that looks pretty good,
1: though, doesn't it, Bo? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Sorry, when I heard you going, oh, oh, I thought that I thought that my internet had gone out. That's nope, why I no, no, it talking. wasn't you. No, I, I was just, I was
1: in awe. I was sad that I had to have huge stats to run this because it looks. <laughs> It looks pretty good. I was thinking to myself, man, what do they got this running on? Well, an 060 with an RTS, yeah, that'll, yeah, that'll, <laughs> that'll yeah. do it.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. But you know, check it out. I believe that it is a a free download. Of course, this is just this is not the completed game yet, but uh, you can check it out. Uh, BS Zilly is uh, is the person that's behind it, and so, of course, this and a bunch of other stories this week come to us from our buddy Neil over at Indie Retro News.
1: Man, did you did you look through all this stuff that's under here? My God, there's a lot of. This is not something you're just going to pop in and start playing. <laughs> there's there's going to be some. There's a lot there's of settings you got to. <laughs> no, I
0: okay. wouldn't be surprised if there's a couple dip switches you got to hit okay, somewhere say, on the Amiga. To I get mean, that's a,
1: that, I just look at that that list of stuff. It's like, holy crap, that's a that's a lot of hard work, right there. Yeah. You say this was ported over from something.
0: I, I want to say that it was, well, it yeah, this was originally, it's the MS-DOS, Sega Saturn, and PlayStation. Uh-huh. Uh, they all got a version of this. and this You know, you sure know what I'd probably do,
1: Boat? I'd mm-hmm. probably play this on MS-DOS, the Sega Saturn. <laughs> It'd probably be a lot <laughs> easier in retrospect, yeah.
0: <laughs> well, you know, some people just want to do everything on the Amiga. And well, I understand. More You're
1: care. right. You're good for them.
0: Okay, next up. Now, Aaron, this is not directly Amiga related, but at right. most Amiga fans will be inter interested in this news, uh, Microïds has just announced a new uh, a new sequel to Flashback.
1: Flashback
0: yeah. never got a sequel. I can't believe that a game as popular as Flashback. I guess it it did. What wasn't. Uh, was didn't wasn't Another World was that no flashback was the sequel to Another World. Well they the actually they're unrelated.
1: Happen. They're, they're unrelated, unrelated, but it's the yeah. same
0: studio, the same sort of crap. Well, so <laughs> uh this is uh He said that. This is uh flashback to not much has been announced so far. In fact, I don't I don't know that anything has been yeah. re- announced I <laughs> other was than that. Uh this is
1: uh
0: I guess it is only coming to uh you know modern systems, but uh, I'm sure that a lot of Amiga fans will want to check this out on Steam or wherever it comes out at. Uh, Thirty years have passed since the original flashback, and it's 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 darn time for a sequel. That's what I say.
1: It says here it's going to be on the PC as well. So, man, eh. yeah, yeah, you know, there you go.
0: So, anyway, more news as it comes, but I just wanted to uh, to to let everybody know that was in the in the in the plans. I'll tell you something else, Aaron. Super Delivery Boy. Oh
1: man, we've been
0: there. Super Delivery Look at Boy. That guy. That's sort of this the way guy, I looked
1: when I was delivering pizza. Very similar. This <laughs> is a game, I don't
0: know if we've talked about this one before. This is this has been updated uh, with a bunch of different graphics changes. I guess that they got some feedback that maybe some of the art wasn't quite there, and so they they changed a bunch of things. This is a uh, a side-scrolling uh, platformer, very much in the console style. Uh, and uh, you know, I'm excited about this because this game is my cup of tea. Uh, and it looks pretty darn good. It looks pretty good. So, uh, make sure you keep an eye out. Now, Super Delivery Boy, you, you and the Luke play a game that sounds, it's sort of like this, right? Don't you play Super Delivery? There's something delivery you guys play Totally, all the time. Re-
1: Totally reliable delivery service. Yeah. Now
0: that's not connected to this at all, is it?
1: Well, I, I mean, this thing, it's not exactly busting forward to let me see what it looks like, oh, but no. okay, okay. It's funny you should mention it because, you know, we've played that for a, quite a while, and in the past, sometime in the past month, they put out an update for it. And the update changed the game completely. And it made it so much worse that now we don't play it anymore. Luke got oh. so mad, he was like, I'm done. What a shame. So, yeah. What a shame. Yeah, I think right. they loot boxed it up, Bo. To Ugh, with you. Yeah. Oh, my gosh.
0: All right, Aaron, we're moving on to, we don't really talk a whole lot about OS 4 on Amigos.
1: Because we don't know anything about it. But Yeah,
0: I'm not exactly <laughs> still sure what OS 4 is. But if you are into OS 4 uh, and you're looking for a new game to play, they've ported over one of the best puzzle games that we played last year. And they've oh, they yeah. ported over Pushover. And it looks great. It looks great. Uh, this comes to us again from uh, Indie Retro News via the Old School Game Blog, and uh, I guess a guy named Huno PPC ported this over to uh, OS4. So if you've got an old Mac Mini that's running or an old Power Mac that's running OS4, and you're looking for a new way to spend an afternoon, give the uh, give the port a pushover. The resolution is incredible. It looks to be a much higher resolution than the Amiga than the Amiga game. Everything's really crisp and clear. Uh, and, uh, definitely check this out, man. Yeah. You were a fan of pushover too, weren't you?
1: Man, this game, I think we both voted this game of the year. Yeah. And, yeah. and who to thunk it? I mean, that's, <laughs> I couldn't believe how good, I, how much I like this game. You know, we're both suckers for dominoes too. Bo, mm-hmm. so yeah. But yeah, yeah, that's, that's great. Hey, good for them.
0: Now, Aaron, uh, we've got a new, uh, a new issue of Amiga Addict has just dropped. Issue 5. Big, big Issue 5. This one uh, is going to feature on the cover, you've got UFO Enemy Unknown cover story. Uh, a A big feature on the XCOM game series. Also, Aaron, check this out. This is their first Amiga Addict downloadable cover disc. Of course, Uh, Amiga Addict doesn't ship with a physical cover disc, but you can download an ADF and you can slap, I think that you can print out a label, slap that on there and get your own Amiga Addict cover Uh, disc. uh, Pretty uh, cool. I
1: love it. Very clever.
0: Yeah, yeah. the, yeah. the, the boys um, and, and girls speak, over
1: there know what they're doing.
0: Speaking of Smarty and the Nasty Gluttons, uh, they're reviewing that in this issue. So I lots of that. lots of Smarty action.
1: Uh, also see the story a, of Octomed. Now mm-hmm. that's probably pretty interesting because what a what a program that is, eh?
0: Yeah. So much like all the other issues of Amiga Addict, this is packed to the gills with a uh, great content. All for £4.50. So uh, make sure you you give this a... a, a, If you haven't subscribed yet, check it out. You'll probably like it. I know that every issue I've seen, I've been very, very impressed with.
1: Yeah. yeah. Now, granted, we've seen six six issues of the first... Six covers of the first issue, because that's what we've got (laughs) over here. But yeah, it is top shelf. Very good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Now,
0: going into the Games for Profit section of the uh, podcast... Uh, there is a new uh, oh. purchasable Amiga game that just dropped on itch. Uh, yeah. This is, comes to us from McGeezer, who I believe also did the uh, Bomb Jack Beer Edition, yeah, as I think well as you're some right. other things. Uh, and he has ported over Turbo Sprint. To the Amiga. Now Aaron, were you a big turbo sprint fan back in the I arcade I did like
1: I mean this is a pretty fun I don't think I played this that much in the arcade but I did play it a little bit. These are those, you know, hey listen, it's that classic kind of gimmick, right? The mm-hmm. old top the top down, you know, deal mm-hmm. where you uh drive around. But yeah, I've played this a bunch of times. This looks really good. I think we we had a little small look at this a while back. I didn't realize it was I, was, I mean so it's shipping right now, eh? It's ready to yeah. go.
0: Yeah, yeah, what you it's shipping about and that? ready to that go looks, so that
1: looks real good.
0: They are they, there's a, a lot of people wanted a big box edition of this. So you yeah. can get the the big box edition 42 great British pounds. Or if you want to just download the uh, the 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 ADF or the downloadable version of the game, uh, you can get that for 11 pounds. So, see this uh, has
1: four player support mode.
0: Cool. Yeah. Now listen. Yeah.
1: That's a that's a that is looking show. We have to give that with a world, Boaster.
0: Now this uh, this and- this will run. It's it's AGA only. Which looking at the <laughs> colors, I mean it, it 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 does it does look it does look good.
1: Yeah, it uh, does. I mean Eat you, you
0: can you can. This is an advanced game. I don't know if it actually requires all those all those gradients, but oh, it definitely requires it. the the, it's the processor. It's not just gradients, Boat. You need the A twelve hundred, the four thousand, or the CD thirty two to run this bad boy. I got one uh, of those. so. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, uh a big big props to Turbo Sprint, McGeezer, getting it done. Getting it so, done.
1: So you can download this Bad Boy for basically eleven uh British pounds.
0: That's right. And then that's the box
1: right. version was what do you think 42. about that price? How do you feel about that? That seems, that seems I, gotta be not, honest I don't know with what the you, exchange rate is right now, so I don't that, know. That's that's,
0: that's about fifteen bucks. And I mean Listen, we talk about this anytime we talk about games that are for sale. People that make these things, they spend a lot of work. They charge what they think they should cost. Yeah. But as a consumer, uh, you know, when we're talking about an arcade port, uh, that seems a little bit high for for me. Uh, forty two bucks for the box, the manual, and the game also. Or I'm sorry, forty two pounds, which is you know close to fifty bucks. Seems a little high, but. We don't know what the production costs are for the box, all that stuff, and maybe these are the best boxes ever known to man. It's hard to say. So now, I'm not going to bury the guy for charging what he thinks is fair, but I probably won't be shelling out the bucks for this particular title.
1: You know, I'm looking down here. It says here he's. It says take the opportunity to test the game using the five minute time limited ADF before committing to purchase. Yeah, I so like that a demo. lot. Listen, I like that I don't a lot. Think Fifteen bucks, I mean, you get a lot of tracks plus the four player. I mean, if the, if you take this home, you play it, and 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 you like it, drop the fifteen. I think that's not too bad. Now, okay. Like I said, he okay. went the extra that's mile fair. with the four players, but that's you got to have that's four fair. players.
0: All right, Aaron, we're moving on down the line. Check this out. This is wacky. More LCD conversions of game and watch games for Amiga OS four. It's Amiga OS four news off the charts today, Aaron. No kidding, eh? Um, these are, you know, of course, the classic Nintendo game and watch games uh that have been updated. Now it's funny because on the the Coin Ops build that you uh you you provided me with, there are some game and watch games that have a very similar display. Yeah. Where when you when you push a direction on your joypad, you actually see the direction being pushed on the screen on the controller, the same thing with the the button. Uh, I wonder if this is connected to that project at all or if this is this is developed sort of individually.
1: Who knows I will say these are actually you know have you've of course I think you've played these back in the day a little bit, right? I mean, you've had a cup of coffee with some of these, amateur, these games. yeah, I want. played
0: a couple of them.
1: Do you have any of these by the way,
0: oh if I did, if I did, I'd sell them and
1: retire, oh man i uh uh I think they're neat, and I mm. did play these you know i I didn't have any of these, but I, my buddies had them, you know, yeah,
0: I, I was like in the, the same
1: boat, Mario in the cement factory was one that I played a lot, but I did play this one at Donkey Kong Jr. Uh, as well and they're they're actually pretty fun i've played mm-hmm. the emulation version they hold up i mean they're about the same you you know uh, you go into these with the right mindset to play it but i will say i think mario and the smith is one of the best ones of these it may be the best and it's a it's a legitimate game yeah you know and some yeah. of these are pretty good but it's definitely a curiosity there's no doubt about that
0: so uh, um so uh we appreciate uh and bjorn myron for uh they he this is the person that is that is developing these. And uh, I know that these aren't the first. There have been some other ones that have come out. So uh I'm sure that uh I and I, I hesitate to wonder if Ann Bjorn is a man or a woman. So I'll continue to just refer to them as they. Uh I, I hope that they continue this project and uh and put out the whole series eventually.
1: Cool name. I like yeah. that. Doesn't yeah. matter. That's it works either way. Good stuff. All right, Aaron. Next
0: up, what you've been waiting for. Finally, people recognize the name of Amigo Aaron on YouTube. You've been exactly. anonymous on YouTube for far too long, Aaron. Tell us about
1: it. You're right. You're right. So uh, our buddy, Chris Edwards, if you were, if you happen to catch ICC last time out, Chris rolled in uh, like, like a tidal wave of, of hilarity uh, when he was there. He's, he, and he knows what he's doing. I, I, I watch a lot of his stuff. He does a lot of like, he's the sort of laid back, sketchy type of tech that I like to be. And and he sort of operates the same way I do. Anyway, a couple weeks ago, he got his hands on one of the Pi Storm cards and stuck it in a five hundred, and did some tests. And really, for a long time, he was the only guy that had a video, uh, on on the subject. And so I'd mentioned on the on his uh, comment section, I was like, that's awesome. I was like, I wonder, I wonder what would be awesome is if you could get that in the one thousand. Well, he took me to task basically. He took up the challenge, and he took his one thousand and stuck one of these suckers in here. Uh, now there are certain challenges to get a Pi Storm, and I'll get to the Pi Storm here in a minute anyway, because we're not—it's not one hundred percent ready for prime time here for a bunch of reasons. But we'll get into that. But to to get this to work into one thousand, you have to cut a little notch out of the corner of your uh, Raspberry Pi. Uh, well,
0: alert the alert the hate
1: machine. Well, here's the thing. Yeah, he used a Dremel. I just would have taken a pair of snips because the way you're cutting is just a little screw hole boat. It's not that big mm-hmm. deal. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, and then no, this is into the, the pie, not the Amiga. Oh, Nothing not the Amiga. the Amiga. Okay. Yeah, are you, kidding okay. Me? you have to be some kind of jackass to go in there and cut your Amiga. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. so he sticks a sucker in and wham, bam, bobs your uncle. It worked. It worked like a charm. Uh, and uh, he, even, uh, he even did some advanced stuff on it uh, that uh, was interesting. And it looks good. Now, uh, this does not increase the amount of chip RAM your 1000 has. And so, th- there you go with that. But it does allow you to not have to have a Kickstart ROM or a disk, which is great. And it, plus, it gives you all the extra memory and whatnot. <clears throat> so, here's the thing. I've, I've looked into the pie a little bit this week. Another video that I that I put up uh, that I didn't put it up, but I re- watched this week, was Dan from the Retro Hour did a video on the Pi, Pi Storm as well this week, Boat. Mm-hmm and Dan did some testing, and Dan had similar results to Chris. Everything went pretty well, but he did have some trouble uh, loading up some disks. Yeah, I know he has some
0: ADF issues, right? Yeah.
1: Now, uh, I don't know. I don't know. and I'm sure this is stuff that will get ironed out ultimately. But, I mean, effectively, especially in the 1000, the way Chris did, I mean, you've basically, effectively, you've got a hard drive in this thing now. The, The SD card worked. Everything works like it would you would expect it to work. All right? Mm-hmm. So that, that's nice. So I think you've got something here uh, uh, that's going to be a, a powerhouse in the future. But here's the flip side of this. Uh, I've been talking to a lot of people this week, and it turns out that these pies are going to be d- double tough to get. And it may be hard to get them for a while because one of the chips on these things is effectively go- gone. Like, you mm-hmm. can't hardly get them anymore. And so I actually rolled over to the... Pie to the uh, uh Pi storm uh, discord to to check out the uh, what you know the line to get these things I mean it goes deep deep like years deep probably oh my so, gosh unless something changes the amount of these pie storm cards are going to be around it's going to be it's going to be pretty low okay uh so uh, we'll see how that goes uh, but uh um you know hey it's an awesome it's an awesome angle I will say I'm intrigued uh, at the concept. Of having a Raspberry Pi like grafted in the top of one of your Amigas, I mean, watching him do this stuff, you really are, especially in an Amiga like the 1000 or 500. You're really breathing life into these machines that right. you, that would have cost you a, quite a bundle. Uh, on the flip side, now uh, we we talked about this between the two of us uh, off air and a little bit on air, but we th- there's a cornucopia of good goodies coming out. I know I've talked to a couple of our Discord buddies who have already purchased the Buffy. They've got one of those coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe those things are available. In like the you can buy purchase your way basically to the beta. I think is the way they're doing it. Okay and, okay. and and so you can pick those up, and you're gonna you know you're gonna help them you know work out the kinks. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes because I've not got to see that thing you know get the the tires kicked on it. Plus whatever the vampire team's kicking. So it'll be interesting to see how all these things stack up against one another. You know, uh, but. This was great, great stuff, and I appreciate Chris for actually giving this a whirl. He didn't have to do it, and uh, I really enjoyed it. I also appreciate Dan for doing it too. Check out Dan's uh, uh, video as well on this. So it's good to see the Pi pie, uh, Storm is finally getting some coverage here, Boat, and we will see what the future holds if the chips are available and then, you know if they get all the kinks worked out.
0: Yeah, yeah. All right, Aaron, uh, before we wrap up our news section, let's saunter on over to RetroRewind.ca to see what they've got cooking over there in Canada. Today, Aaron, we're going to be talking about the Open 16 cart. All right. Now, we don't really give the Commodore 16 a whole lot of love. Aaron, have you ever actually used a Commodore 16? no
1: i've never even seen one i don't think mean, i've seen pictures i've never seen one up in, in person boat
0: i don't i ha- I haven't either it's one of those systems that uh, i'm sure one of these days i'm, I'm going to fall into i'm going to see one for sale somewhere and i won't be able to help myself and snap it up and uh you know one of the great things about all these old systems is that they've made ways to burn you know eproms onto cartridges easier than ever before so you can actually create your own custom cartridges uh we see this with all kinds of different systems uh for good and for ill some people you know making cartridges and trying to pass them off as originals or whatever but for a lot of hobbyists part of the hobby is actually you know making the cartridge yourself and then playing the cartridge that you made in your system and that's what this thing does the open 16-bit cart allows you to make your own cartridge it's an open hardware cartridge design It's designed to accept uh, EPROMs with both 16 and 32 uh, kilobytes of ROM image support. And uh, you can get all the documentation on the support wiki over on Retro Rewind. So it's sort of a one-stop shop for everything you want, except for the EPROM. Because guess what? You can get the EPROM right on the same page. Now, check this out, Aaron. (laughs) Yeah, there it is. The Open16 cart, guess how much it costs? Six dollar-dollar bills, yo. Yeah. Guess how much an EPROM costs? $5.50. $5.50. So for $11, for under $12, Aaron, you can burn your own Commodore 16 cart, stick it in your machine, and go to town. What a world we live in.
1: I think that's awesome. And you know, here's the sad thing, Boat. You've got, I mean, that's dirt cheap, all right? Yeah. You've got you've got that. And then uh, you could probably 3D, I don't know if they sell cases, or you could 3D print, whatever. You could just gut another cart, whatever you do. But I mean, you could never get into the cartridge game cheaper than now. I wish that me and you had any sensibilities when it came to programming <laughs> that we could use this incredible incredibly cheap technology to do something. I don't know what we'd make but but it,
0: it, it would be still cool be whatever fun it would have be. your own
1: cartridge yeah that'd be kind of neat, man yeah, yeah. Up, maybe, call up maybe we'll, Gary we'll, maybe what <laughs> I'll
0: do is I'll just print out a label with our picture on it and I'll yeah. just glue it onto a cartridge and I'll tell people
1: if we could figure out how to just display a picture and it, yeah. and what would be great is we put our p- picture on the front of the cartridge and it, all it does is when you put it in, it's our picture of pointing and laughing. It just says, you got screwed. <laughs> That's the game.
0: That's also kind of the podcast too. So
1: and we'll sell um, a boxed version too. It's, a- Oh, yeah, that's great. Good mm-hmm. vote. So, um, w- now,
0: that's not all. So, $12, okay? It's not a whole yeah. lot of money, but guess what? You can save 10% off this or any order with promo code AMIGOSSPRINGFUN. Just use yes. that at checkout. All one word, all caps. 10%, 10% off any order at retrorewind.ca. When you think thank spring Retro fun, thank them you think of
1: us. Yeah, we do. That's did. right.
0: We're the kings we- of spring fun.
1: <laughs> you got that right, bud. Good stuff. All
0: right, Aaron, it's time to dive into this week's Amigos game of the week,
1: Pinball Dreams. Oh man, here we go, but now this, of course, is a game we covered. Gosh, way back, did you get the episode this was on? Actually, it's funny. I listened to it this week, but I can't remember the actual number.
0: It's early, maybe yeah. episode three. Pick cinema. I'll, let me. I'll. I'll look that up while you introduce the game.
1: Oh, Very good. So uh this is one of this is a uh, in our series of where we go back and take a look at some of our super super early efforts uh so pinball dreams gosh if you haven't heard of this one uh, i don't know what you're doing here came out in uh nineteen ninety two and was published by twenty first century uh developed by the fellows over at digital illusions uh and these guys know their craft uh uh they really ushered in i mean I, I guess i could say this but they sort of with this product they ushered in the new era of computer and console pinball Would, well we agree i with wouldn't that? say
0: they ushered it in because lots of people kept making crap pinball games after this game well, came out let me well, I, you can open the door they, you can't force they said they definitely set a new standard
1: yeah yeah that, that. absolutely I, I i will say that so uh what you got for your money here where, where this was a package that came with four tables uh, this came on two discs. And this actually allows you to have eight simultaneous players. But that's kind of cool. I like the mm-hmm. idea that you can have a bunch of players on these. Uh, this was really done by some fellas. I believe these guys were Swedish, Boat, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and you've got... And I tried, I'm going to try not to butcher these names. I, tr- I butchered them last time, so I'm going to try again. you got Marcus Nystrom. That's a great name. Ulf Mandorf. Uh, Olaf Gustafsson. Mm-hmm. In there as well, and Alexis Axelson, 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 pretty good. Yeah, not too bad. You did guys pretty well with that. Thank you, man. These guys didn't work on a ton of Amiga stuff aside from the pinball games. They, they all worked on pinball fantasies. Uh, all but all worked on illusions, and and three of these guys of the four worked on a game we covered, Benefactor. Do you remember Benefactor from a while this, back? Yeah, ago? this is
0: the game where you control the fleet of Oompa Loompas.
1: Well. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't remember thinking of it that way, but yeah, but I remember we both sort of dug it. I do remember yeah, that. Yeah, it was a good game. I looked, you know, I did not realize how many places this game had traveled. In fact, I've got to see some of these versions. I'm going to read some of these off, and you tell me if you believe me or not. All right, these okay. are all real. Okay, so of course you've got the DOS version, and we'll get into the DOS version later. Uh, You've got uh, this got re released on a bunch of modern consoles, the Vita and the PSP Network, all that crap. There was a Game Gear version of this. Who knew, right? Of course, the Super Nintendo, the GBA had a version, the original Game Boy, the Mac had a version. Of course, Mm -hmm. Apple. But here are the three that really blew my mind, okay, with the two here. The Atari Falcon apparently had a version of this. This is going to be one of the few commercial games released with the Falcon. And this is the one that really threw me off. According to Wiki, the Game Park GP32. I saw that.
0: I saw that on the Wikipedia page, and I thought, surely not. Surely not. Now, I didn't realize any
1: games actually came out for that thing yeah, outside of Asia. Well, I, I have a GP2X uh, over mm-hmm. here, and uh, it got a couple releases. all right. But mm-hmm. I never saw this, So the, the and I never saw the Falcon version. So those are two I'm definitely going to look into. I've got I gots to see those. Uh, so this game, it did get spread around a little bit. I'd say the most prominent version of that would probably be the Super Nintendo version uh, or the DOS version. Mm-hmm. We'll get into that in a little while. So what do you get when you buy this game? You get four pinball machines, before big machines boat. Uh When you boot this thing up, it starts off and you know you're in for something, don't you, Boat? Because that you get that awesome opening bom, tune,
2: boom, boom, boom.
1: Yeah, it's cool, isn't it? I mean, the, what did you think about just by before you even played the game? What did you think about the opening part of this game?
0: Uh, well, I tried to get through it as soon as I could. It's, I mean, it's, it's one it's of these awesome, things you see. Though. Yeah, I mean, it's cool to see one time. I mean, it's not. It's not. Well, it's not beater. I mean, it's not freaking game changing. It's a freaking eagle.
1: I just It's and, cool looking, and the sound is cool, man. Yeah, I mean, it, it sounds like an Amiga game starting up. I No, t- t- listen, you're killing me here. So I read an interview with uh, uh, Andreas Axelsson. Of course, it had to be the guy who's the hardest name. Anyway, he was talking about some of the music in this, and he said when they, they said that intro song was written in about an hour, <laughs> which I <laughs> thought was cool. <laughs> he said that was o- Olaf did the music on this. Mm. And so o- Olaf went to work, and he says he actually wrote all the music specifically for this game, which wasn't which as they get into some later details. He actually did work on one of the ports of the game where, where he didn't even see the tables they were putting in and had to make music without seeing them and he hated it. So it, that that's that that's a whole other story. We'll get into that a little bit later. So you've got four tables here boat. You've got ignition, steel wheel, beatbox, and nightmare. We're gonna look at them uh in that order, I guess. So let's start with uh, let's start with ignition, Bo. What were your thoughts on on that 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 particular table?
0: I prefer the remix to ignition, hot and fresh out the kitchen.
1: Would you just get on with it, you dipstick? Um, so this is a
0: space themed game. Uh, space lends itself to pinball very well because yep. you're launching a ball into the orbit. You know, you even call the things the orbits that you launch them into. Yeah. Um. This is a pretty open table. I think it's the most open table there is in terms of there's just not a lot of stuff to stop your ball from going up to the top of the play field. Yeah. I like that a lot. I hate I hate tables that are too crowded. Um there are you know a lot of these games have similar mechanics where you're you know you're either shooting a series of ramps for a certain, you know, for for certain multipliers or you're hitting uh drop targets to uh to spell words and things like that. I'd say that this is uh this is this probably my second favorite table. Um I, I, really? I think the th- yeah, I think the theme is is good. I mean, but you can't really go wrong with the space theme with pinball. Um, I think that the table is designed well. It didn't anger me when I played it. Uh, <laughs> well, that's I, always I, good. <laughs> I I wasn't a fan of the music in this on this this particular I, I I feel like they should have gone for something a little bit more like the title track. Um, in More fact, the, the music, the music on a lot of these tables, I know you're getting ready to tell me a big story about the music and I've not read that. So I don't know what, what it is, but I, I really feel like the music is, was sort of a missed opportunity on, on, on almost all these tables. I, I don't think it's particularly good, uh, especially when you compare it to the best music on real pinball tables. Um, <laughs> it, it just sort of sounds <laughs> like somebody meandering around, not really knowing what they're doing, man. Are you yanking
1: my chain here, Bo? No, are you serious? I'm being completely
0: serious. I was not holy a fan smokes.
1: of the music in this game. The music in this is is widely regarded as some of the best. Listen, it's awesome I music. I can't tell you <laughs> that I like something that I don't like. Maybe holy it is. smokes. <laughs> I didn't expect that. I have to tell you. I was stunned to hear that. So let me uh I, I don't agree with the music, but we'll get to that. I will say, uh, according to the interview I read, this was the first table they did. Okay. Okay. And you can tell. I, I can see that. Cuz it's it's a very basic table.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, it is it's there's... very basic. This is very similar to a table that you might see like the layout in 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 like Dave's Midnight Magic or something like that. You've got your three bumpers up top, you've got a you've got a shooting lane, you got some drop targets on the side. It's very basic.
1: Actually, Dave's Midnight Magic was even more advanced than this one. At least he ripped off the best. Mm. This one was just real generic. Uh the, like in the first table, but they were getting they were making sure that they had their you know, the ball physics and whatnot down. Uh, and, and once they got this one, then they could open their wings. Uh, I, this is far and away my least favorite of the four tables. Really? Interesting. It's just, there's just nothing going on. It's a nothing happening table. Uh, this reminds me of playing one of the old, uh, EM pinball machines from like the, like the sixties. It's just like, the novelty of just uh, look you can well, move then, the this ball is, this is first the, of all that's thing. that's
0: stupid cuz this is way more advanced than in the em table well i'm talking about the there's action i'm not talking about in that. this there's drop targets that i mean that's 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 not i'm a talking
1: good about match. i'm talking about the actual ball action not the actual rules i'm just talking about the ball action it's 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 I, it, there's not much going on on that table for me I thought the music was fine I, I I really am surprised that you don't like the music I thought it was yeah real. I mean it
0: was just it just seemed like it was just all a whole bunch of like it was very moody well, it, and it has was very atmospheric but I don't know I wanted something with a little bit more direction.
1: It, to me, pinball music has to flow in the background and you can't have anything too flashy because it would, it would uh, distract you from the actual gameplay, uh, all the calls and stuff that are happening when you hit the ball into certain stuff. The calls think, or what do you, know, you the- expect
0: in voice samples to come on?
1: Yeah, there's voice samples in this, but I mean, not in this, I mean, but when I say cause, I mean, just like when the when you do something that requires a, a sound to be made, you well, want yeah, that I to mean, stand out a, over the kind of that's background well done, music.
0: Any machine that's well done mixes down the music when that happens. Well, I, that, that I, doesn't mean you have to have crap music in a pinball machine.
1: I don't think it's crap. I can tell you that no. right now. That's I think that is, uh, I don't agree. I mean, it's, it's you know, it's out of the beholder, but no, I don't think it's crap. I need to stretch the imagination. So this one's pretty simple. I didn't do it I didn't play this one a ton this week because i I've played all these before by the way, we should mention it before we move on. if you want to play these and you don't feel like firing up your amiga you can, the the company has a great pinball file if you go to the company's website it's got all the pinball games for the Amiga in one big file and it's great you just double click on it and go uh, so that's 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 a great way to play these if you feel like playing them that way. Uh, but this one, like I said, I mean, yeah, you're right. It's it's not like they didn't do their homework with the rules set and stuff, and and getting the scores up and lighting up the arrows to and you know lighting up the loops and stuff. But I mean, I, I'm just for me, I like sh- I like having fun sh- with shots. And there are there weren't any shots in this that I thought were that entertaining. You know, there's not really. There, I like ramps and stuff like that. I'm, I'm I guess I'm that guy. Yeah, yeah I guess if, you, if, you're, if
0: you're Again, you know all the ramps and stuff like that. You're getting into an area with newer pinball that I just don't enjoy as much. Like I said, the the sweet spot for me, you can have a couple ramps, but like when we get to some of the other tables, I'll, I'll talk about that more in detail.
1: Fair enough, fair enough. But like I said, I, so you think it's your second favorite? I would say this is probably. The, I think this is the the weakest of of the of the tables. So we're gonna move on, uh, boat, to the next table, which is uh, steel wheel steel wheel is is western based it's got pretty good sound effects that come up when you start it's got it's got a kind of a, a of a tune that is uh, appropriate for the uh for the uh, era that they're representing mm-hmm. here uh this one has lots of ramps uh and lots of this is more in a, this is sort of a fan shape uh you've got your lots of l- different little light ups lots of lots of loops and ramps what'd you think of steel wheel boat
0: steel wheel is my favorite table in the game really yeah Okay, Uh, I like the way that the progressive ticket system works or I don't it's not really tickets, but like the progressive scoring at the bottom.
1: Yeah,
0: I really like that. I like the fact that the bonuses change depending on like the bonuses on the right side are not they don't stack. You can choose the bonuses on the right. I felt like the ramps were wide. They had flared edges, so you didn't have you don't uh, you don't have to hit the ramp you know, perfectly to get the ball to travel through it. Uh, yeah. It was very forgiving. Um, I like the way that the skill shot works and the, the way that instead of spelling the numbers, you're, you're actually lighting up arrows. It's just different. You know, it's different. Um, I, I'm not a big fan of the Wild West theme in general in games, but I thought that, for, again, for pinball, you're talking about the, you know, uh, moving a ball down a track, and much the same way a, a train goes down a track, it fits the theme of pinball. Uh, I thought the table itself was was pretty attractive, um, and uh, yeah, I just had a, I had a lot of fun with Steel
1: Wheel. This is a, this is the machine that I, I want to love, but I don't. I don't hate it, but I don't love it. And I, there's something about the flow of this machine that I just don't like. Uh, it, it, I, it's okay. I mean, I like the sound effects. I also like the the advancement. It's fun. It looks nice. I like. I mean, really, I think this is probably one. Of, it, this is definitely one of the more unique ones, you know, because this is kind of a this isn't a a, a mm-hmm. theme that you see a lot. Like, I can't sit here and think of a ton of pinball machines in real life that have a train theme. Yeah, I mean, there, I mean,
0: like, there's probably like Maverick. You know, it's yeah, like a and Wild that one's West more steamboat than anything yeah, else. That that's one. true. You're right. You're right. But. I uh, see
1: But uh, this one, I think this is was a pretty unique one. I just, it's okay. I will say one of the things the guys did right in this, and if you watch, if you're watching at home, if you've played this, you'll notice how they've got the uh, lighting set up on the screen. When it comes to game machines like this that have the ramps. They actually, you can use those as guides to sh- for your shots. Cause you can't see the top of the screen. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it, you would think to yourself, man, it's different. It's going to be difficult to get the ball up there. You're right. The ramps yeah. are pretty wide, but you can also, that's there. I think they put those there for a purpose. So you I can actually aim your did. shots. Yeah. And that's, that's right. clever because that's something we've played a lot of these off brand pinball simulators and they don't all do that. They don't have that sort of mm-hmm. forethought uh, when it comes to uh, come to putting these things together. Um, I should mention, uh, if you haven't played this before, this has all the standard stuff that you find in pinball now, in terms, you know, shake the table uh, and that sort of thing. Uh, so, which you know, and actually, I don't know how often do you do you tilt a lot on. that? I mean, do you no, use that no, feature not that much? I, uh, in I, this game, I I never really felt like I, I wasn't. You don't
0: get a lot of center drains in this game. Yeah, and you 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 also have the bumper saver. So uh, I didn't find myself nudging too often.
1: I will say the first the first ignition has a lot of of drains on the, on the sides mm-hmm. it's the it's the worst at that I think it was and mm-hmm. and also actually uh the graveyard is also bad about that uh this one's not so bad this one's okay uh like I said I like the theme I like the songs and I like the look of it but it, it's for me it's uh, it's funny i would I'm sitting here kind of ragging up but I'd probably say this is probably my second favorite uh all things considered. Uh, but yeah, I think this is a fun one. And like I said, the theme is real good. So we're going to move on now, Boat, uh, to uh, one that's called Beatbox. Now, Beatbox is sort of like, I always picture this as like you're a record producer and you're trying to help a band like hit the charts, go yeah. on tour, you mm-hmm. know. It's not I don't think it's actually said anywhere it said that but you just sort of assume that's what it is. Right.
0: That that's sort of the way I felt about it too.
1: This one has uh, some uh, great tunes on it. It's got some it's got probably I would say this has got well I'm not going to lie. This is by far my favorite machine. I mean far and away on this collection. This has got the best music. It's got the best sound effects. It's got the best the shots are are uh, very delightful. Like I'll enjoy them. I like they're challenging. So you have to actually perfect your shooting. Uh, something else that steel wheels had was like, a lot of times I felt like I had enough power in the ball and it used to drive me nuts. This one doesn't do that. I, I feel like I've got enough power to make the shots. Yeah, well, this you're, one.
0: Uh, with a lot of these shots, you're not traveling the full length of the table. That's exactly kind of that, yeah. halfway. You're yeah.
1: right. You're absolutely, that's exactly correct. Because if you look at, if you recall when where steel wheels ramps were, they were a little further up than they are on here. These are, I mean, these are just right past where you can't see them. Mm -hmm. And so there's a lot of interesting shots and little tunnels that you go up through here. And, but what makes this game real fun is I just like the progression of it. You send your band on tour. You also have their album, their, you know, songs going up the charts. You know, I think that's awesome. Uh, this game, I didn't, this one, you use the center, the the center uh, protection more than any other, but it's also the most effective. The ball for the, for whatever reason the ball tends to drain right down the middle on this machine a lot. But with that post there, it'll bounce right back out. And I mean, I routinely save my game uh, with that center post on this board more than any of the other ones combined. Probably. Um, what did you think of Beatbox? Uh,
0: this is my uh, least favorite table on the on the in the game, and I'll tell you why. Um. I did not realize until you said it just a second ago that the, the lights were set up in the direction. So you could aim your shots. I just did. I didn't know that. And so I found this table to be very frustrating because I didn't, I, I didn't know there was a way for me to aim my shots at the ramp. And this isn't the type of table that you just let your ball go and hope it goes where it needs to go. You need to very precise aiming is required for you to do well at this table. And so, uh, I did not have a lot of fun with that because of that. Uh, and the the second thing is, I think this is just the most incredible waste of a theme. the 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 the, the rule set is fantastic. Uh, the like the now that I understand how the ramps work, that that's great too. But you've got the thing that looks like the alien at the end of the Watchmen in the middle of the table. What is that? Why is that in a table called beatbox?
1: It
0: is where's the freaking thing like in listen. The art the package thing, on
1: this is not is is the is probably the worst of the four. I'm not, yeah, no, there's no doubt about this, that. To
0: me, this would be the, the game that would be the easiest to theme. Yeah where's the I freaking agree. record like you know in taxi when you when you shoot the ball and it goes around and around and around, why not have one of those things and make it like a, a, a vinyl record that you're going around and around and around? You know, where are where is your band? Why don't you have an outline of your band playing? Where are the musical instruments?
1: You know, this is just, it's, what were they thinking? Well, listen, I think these guys are, I think it was stylized. All right. Let's be, these guys were uh, demo, were demo guys. Yeah, I think this yeah. is a stylized thing. I mean, and listen, it's got splats and, and stuff around it. There's also, they, perhaps they were working within the limitations of what, graphically, what they could pull off, given what they were doing. We don't know the full scoop. I will say, I mean, listen, you're not wrong. Okay, I'm, I'm getting, you're right. This one, from a, the theming is, uh, which I like the theme, but the implementation of the theme graphically is, is bizarre and yeah. weird. And it's a, sh- now, I, it's funny, that doesn't bother me in the least when I'm playing it, because the music's good, the, the call-outs are good, and the shots are good. I like all that stuff, but uh, yeah, I, and you could have kept the beatbox logo and the little cityscape there and that mm-hmm. meter. Right. Like I, you could have. I would have almost just from this got rid of everything else and just or, yeah. or tried it, anything. It, it, it,
0: it, with with the amount of lights that you have in the center of the table, having that alien is just completely. It just clutters it up. So yeah, they I could have just taken it. I out. think
1: that's hair, but I don't know. I honestly, I don't. There is I'm no was,
0: possible way that's hair.
1: Yeah, that hair I don't, has an eye. It has a red eye. Listen, I don't magic. know what. I don't know what the hell it is. I'm, I'm trying to save it. I don't know. It's, it's very strange. But I mean, in terms, listen. I in terms of playability, I think this one it crushes all the other tables. I mean, by a long distance. I might add. I mean, in my opinion, this is your true winner in terms of tables. Well, that's just. I me. mean,
0: I, I see. I see your point. I think in a lot of ways this probably is, you know, uh objectively the best table in terms yeah. of the rule set, in terms of everything. It's not my favorite uh because I like to have a combination of, you know, precise ramps, but I also like to just be able to fling it up to the bumpers whenever I want and let them bounce around and see and, and do some other things. Uh this this is a very, I mean it's almost completely ramp dependent. So it depends the, on what kind of game you
1: like. And and really the, I I uh that's totally fine because uh, it pinball, it's funny how radically different people like their pinball. Some people right, like that right. sort of fan stuff. I kind of like, this reminds me a little bit, with, the only difference, this reminds me a little bit of, of uh Royal Rumble, except for the yeah. fact that it doesn't have that center ramp that Royal Rumble does right near the bottom, which I, I'll be honest, I'm not real fond of those. So I would mm-hmm. kind of like to see that gone. And it is satisfying to get those long shots, but this does have a few long shots. But they're not as visual because you they're hidden under other ramps and whatnot. So I can understand that. But I, I I like this one. But the art package, that that's that's the one downside of this to this machine, is the art package. Now let's move on. Here's a whack. Speaking of art packages, Boat. Let's talk about the last in the collection, which is Nightmare or Graveyard, depending on your perspective. So this one is when you pick this game from the front menu, it's called nightmare but when you actually play the machine it's called graveyard and I was reading that uh, uh, this was changed on a couple versions where they actually would ch- change the name to graveyard on the front panel as well to, so I don't know why I don't know what happened there in terms of the naming uh, but this is one of your classic spooky like a, like a creepy machine horror based machine where you're where you're shooting the ball around a, a cemetery uh, this one's got really good effects. I like the art package for the most part. I think the upside down crosses are probably a bit much. Also, I don't see what that what has to do with the graveyard. I mean, there's, <laughs> unless you're buried in a <laughs> satanic graveyard, I, I don't know. I, I, we we talked about this before, and we both just assumed that they were trying to be edgy, and I'm standing by that because that's what I think they were trying to do too—just be edgy. Yeah. And those got yanked out of a couple versions. The upside down crosses. In fact, I know the Super Nintendo didn't have those. Uh, this one has. Uh, you know, this one has a nice little rule set, but I found this one frustrating from a shot perspective. I just didn't have much luck on this machine. I'll be honest with you, Boat. And I thought, I thought what sound effects I heard were okay, but I never was. I can never get like mega far in this, and I just didn't find the shots that much fun. You've got two long, uh, you've got two long sort of orbital ramps on the or not ramps but lanes on the side, and then you've got some stuff way up high. But it's real hard to hit that central stuff that's located towards the top of the table. For me, anyway, uh, what did you think of this one, Bode?
0: Yeah, I I wasn't a big fan of this one either. Like I said, Beatbox was my least favorite. This is my third least, or this is my next to last favorite. Um, I had a hard time understanding, like I didn't read the docs. And so I, I had a hard time understanding the rule set in this one. Like, I went back afterwards and read it, and you're, you're trying to get the clock to strike midnight. So you start out, yeah. and you go 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. First of all, I don't know. I would have had something better than that. I would have okay. had, like, freaking, like, Dracula rising from the grave or something like that, or, like, zombies or something. Just getting to midnight, that doesn't scream, like, edgy horror well, graveyard thing.
1: Advancing a clock is sort is of... That's been done many times in pinball. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. I mean... Normally, you're advancing, you know, it's, there's more to it. I will say, mm-hmm. I this one, it's funny, you've got this graveyard theme, you know, but there's really, I mean, if you look at the overall table, like, it's almost like going to a graveyard in real life. You sort of go out there and it's spooky and creepy, and then you stand out there for a while and nothing happens. And you're like, mm-hmm. what the hell am I doing in this graveyard? Oh, it's midnight time to go home. There's when the <laughs> clock strikes. I'm getting the hell out of here. It's cold. You know, uh, this one just left me, no pun intended, cold. Uh, yeah.
0: I mean, like I could definitely, like you said, like it was, it's definitely the result of them trying to be a little bit edgy, trying to be go a little bit dark. Yeah. But I think that they should have made them, they should have done more with the actual mechanics to reflect that. The rule set should have reflected it more than
1: just the art on the table. I will say... Uh, I wanted to love this table because I like these kind of themes. And I do like this, the setup of this table. This I think this is one where the scrolling of the actual screen doesn't do any favors because this one, I found the shots a lot harder to hit than the other ones. And this is another one, sort of like Steel Horse, where I didn't have, there's a ramp on the left it's way, way up at the top of the screen. And it was hard as heck to get the ball to go up there. You know, mm. you really had to you really had to uh pound the ball uh on that. It's funny, I was reading that in that interview, they talked about how they the ball physics changed slightly with the second one. Uh and they and made the ball a little lighter and they and he, they asked him if they did that on purpose and he couldn't remember why they'd done it or if they'd done it. So hmm. I wonder if they hadn't made that ball a little bit lighter to get more I notice I noticed in the sequels the ball seems uh, like it will go further uh, than, than it doesn't in, in this game. Now, like I said, most the other machines doesn't bother me as much. This is the number one offender of that of that kind of that loafy ball where it's hard to get a good shot on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, for well, me, and again, it,
0: I felt like the shots that you had to make in this one were just tougher to make. Like it just seemed like in in in. I don't know. Like looking at the looking at the ramps, like the ramp on the, it just seemed like there were, you had less you had less room for air. Maybe that's just all in my mind, but I had a hard time getting anything to happen in this game, and it didn't help the fact that you know, like it's not immediately apparent what you need to do to progress in this game, and that 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 didn't that didn't really set me in the right path either. So.
1: Yeah, I like I like the picture of the church and this, and it's kind of spooky. But really, the all the art package on this one isn't like what I would call, I mean, it's, it, that part looks good, but, like, the skull. So, like I said, it looks like a teenage boy. Uh, this is the kind of thing you'd write on the back of your notebook when you're bored in mm-hmm. class, you know? It's like, let's, let's, just, right. let's put this down. But I wanted to like it, but it, it is what it is. We should mention that none of these tables have uh, any sort of, like, multi-ball. There's, not, there's no crazy toys or anything, because this stuff was, uh, they would kind of... Uh, as they moved forward, they would add more and more of this more conventional stuff. In For football. better or
0: worse, they'd add more stuff. But
1: yeah. I will say this, and this one also has the new alphanumeric readout, right? Which we talked about the DMD earlier, which has the pitch and stuff. This one doesn't mm-hmm. have that. It just has. and But there's something to be said about that. And We talked about this boat long ago. We covered some of the other machines. This one actually, the fact that they don't have that DMD, you get actually more play field to look at. Mm-hmm. And it actually, it may, it's funny that little extra space makes a huge difference in your ability to play the game. And so this that makes this uh, package probably my favorite in terms of playability, because you can see more of the screen. Does that make any sense to you, Bo? Well, I mean,
0: I don't want to give anything away from, uh, you know, the uh, the machines that are to come. But I did play a little bit of Pinball Fantasies yeah. after after this. And I had a lot more fun with Pinball Dreams than I did Fantasies. And I think part of it is the fact that I'm just more partial to the alphanumeric display. But like you said, yeah. part of it is that you can see more of the table on the screen. And what are we doing here? We're playing pinball. We want to see as much of the table on the screen as possible. I will
1: say pinball fancies has a couple of machines. I, I like it. particularly. I like that's the one that has a billion dollar game show, which I think that's another one. It's a great theme, uh, but yeah, that's, that's a fundamental issue with them. It's just that the fact that you can't see all the screen, um, this game did remarkably well uh, boat. Obviously that's why I got ported uh, so much. Uh, it sold, it sold a ton of copies. Uh, and, As such, as we mentioned, this got ported to uh, multiple systems. We took a look at one here, and we picked this one because it was sort of the a standout, uh, and I don't mean standout in its greatness, but just it's so radically different. We looked at the uh, Super Nintendo version of this boat. Now you've you've played this on the Super Nintendo, yeah? What'd you think?
0: So I I think I actually played this. I think I rented this or something at some point in the past. I remember playing this on the original on the actual Super Nintendo. And the, the, what you have to know if you're listening to this at home is that the Super Nintendo version scrolls vertically and horizontally. Yeah. Um, it is a very disorienting effect when you, when the ball is zipping around the screen and you see you and the screen is, is shifting rapidly back and forth, uh, not only vertically, but horizontally. It makes the game, a whole lot of not fun. Uh, I am not a fan of the Super Nintendo game, and I and Aaron, did you say that you figured out why they they had to do it this way? I don't think they. I don't really. I
1: don't think they had to. To be honest yeah. with you, I think they did it because they could. Well, I mean, uh, but
0: why why would you do that
1: though? Well, because you can. Because they can. If you look at the, at the at, if you're watching at home, if you look at the comparison here, it's there's a it's a more zoomed in picture. Okay, so everything is bigger. But they they failed to think about a couple things. One, bigger is not better in this case because it makes the shots far more difficult. A lot of the stuff you would line your shots up with, you can't see. Right, right. Okay. Secondly, uh, it's not necessarily good for one's eyes and brain to have the board shifting so totally all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you play Pinball Dreams on the Amiga, you sort of get used to that gentle scroll. You, there, it's much more herky jerky on the on this on the SNES. Uh, also, the SNES, for whatever reason, moved the DMD to the bottom of the screen. Do you prefer it on the bottom or the top, there, Bo? Oh, on on the on the top. That's where it goes on the top. <laughs> yeah, I agree. And so uh, this, I would say the uh, uh, this version was a was a big old dud. Oh yeah, uh, it's I, 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 I remember playing this. I was like, oh boy, this will be fun to play. It was not fun to play. This got a like I said, we we this got lots of ports. I know the guys weren't real happy with the dos port uh, it was it's funny we run into we play a lot of pinball boat, and the dos port was done by this outfit it was called like their name was like spider soft and the those guys have a uh, they they every time they do a pinball game it stinks mm. I, so I hate it I've hated everything they've ever done and so like but they they've done a bunch of pinball games it just goes to show you that you've got to have a you've got to have your your uh, you've got to know what you're doing. It doesn't take much to screw a game like this up. If you botch up the physics uh, or, or the way the ball bounces, for example, you've really ruined the game in a lot of ways. But It's not just a pretty well, picture. You know, it's just going to have other stuff going on. You,
0: you know, as we come to the end of this review, yeah, we need to call upon the the important fact that this series of games, Fantasies, Dreams, Illusions, Slam Tilt, Represent the really the only good pure pinball um, games available on eight or sixteen bit computers. Now, I know that people like the Devil's Crush and the Alien Crush on the TurboGrafx sixteen. There are some other yes. games, Sonic Spinball and stuff. Epic. Those are not those are not Epic. pinball simulations. Those are video games that have pinball qualities or pinball machines that have video game qualities, you know, yeah. you got crap crawling around the table. You've got laser guns. You're doing weird stuff. If you want to play pinball, like you play in real life, it's this series or nothing on the 16, but there is nothing else that even comes close to the quality of this series. Cause trust me, I looked, I went through a bunch of different games. I was like, surely there's got to be something else that approaches this, and there's nothing that approaches the graphical fidelity, the physics, the feel of the bumpers, or the table layout. I mean, people forget that laying out a pinball machine isn't easy, and yeah. there's all kinds of ways to do it wrong, and these guys did it right.
1: All right. no it's been a while since I played it. I'm going to play Devil's Advocate. I'm not saying you're wrong, okay? Because And by the way, I meant to say this earlier. We did not like all these tables like a ton, but they are leaps and bounds, Ahead As, of all of their right, predecessors. So right. I mean, it's like, you, you yeah. can say like, when, it's, when I say I don't like it, it's like saying I don't like a real-life pinball machine. That doesn't make it any less tangibly awesome. Because it's right. still, this you is know, a, it, Just the
0: fact that we can compare these tables, because when I say I don't like them, I'm comparing them to real pinball machines, you know, that, that professional people design yeah. that are pinball machine designers. Yeah. That's high praise. Even the worst table in this game, is better than any other standalone pinball simulation on any game. I'm, I'm ready for you to tell me what I'm missing Well,
1: here. I, I remember being very fond of, I believe it was called Epic Pinball on the PC that came out. And of course, this would be way down the line. Okay, uh, so but, I'm talking, you know, like but I, but at I, the time I, I, when I,
0: this was released, you know, I'm, in the
1: 16-bit era. Right, I'm trying to think if it was better. Or as good, and it's been since I played it. I can't say that, so I'm not. I'm not going to say you're wrong. Maybe someone can. I, I have played Psycho. Someone mentioned Psycho, but I didn't like it. Uh, I'm sure there's somewhere down the line there's something, but I mean, it was. It would be years later. I mean, this there was nothing close. I'm not gonna lie. And the funny thing is, these guys wrote this over a period of three years in their spare time, off school and on holidays. That's what. They, so this is your classic story and they also had to pitch this around before they get somebody to take uh you know before they even got somebody to you know publish it so (laughs) which uh, which is insane you know but this is what this is another thing where demo guys they know the hardware man and they can go in and make it sing and that's i mm -hmm. think that's what they did on this one
0: yeah now if you are
1: the type of person
0: that just can't deal with with not being able to see the whole table on the screen at the same time. Yeah. This is not going to work for you. No. You know, and there are other games that were around at the same time that yeah. do allow you to see the whole table. This they game stink. would have really benefited from the high def mode that Slam Tilt did. And I want to say, that I think even the PC version of Pinball Fantasies had high-def mode, even though the Amiga version didn't.
1: Do, do you ever um, use that mode? Yeah, like, I use I it never, all the time, because I, I like seeing it. the whole table on the screen. I, ne- I never use it. Though. I'm just so used to playing them like this, I guess. You know, I'm the same
0: I'm, way whenever I play like Pinball FX or Pinball yeah. Arcade. I turn whatever view it is that lets me see the whole table at once. That's the view that I yeah. use.
1: I I will say that all these tables have been ported uh, to, to uh, Visual Pinball. And probably future pinball as well. So if you want to play these on a mod, you can play these full table on your virtual pinball machine if you wanted to. All right. In fact, I've played a couple of these. So that's, these are popular and they're so popular. They got ported and the ports are good. So if you're interested in playing that, they're out there. Uh, but yeah, this is uh, this is easily uh, 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 a rev- uh, evolutionary game that like really took a long time for me to catch up.
0: Yeah, we got we got several glowing reviews this week. We start with Lobsterminator. He says this game absolutely blew my mind when it came out. It did everything right from the custom loader that seemed to load the disc version in mere seconds to the perfect gameplay. Pinball Dreams and Fantasies, which I think of as a single entity in my mind, are still my favorite pinball games. They achieved the perfect balance of fun playability while still remaining a computer game. I don't like the more advanced pinball games that perfectly replicate a 3D pinball cabinet. In my younger and more vulnerable years, I used to prefer fantasies, but lately I've come to appreciate the simplicity of dreams, mm-hmm. 10 out of 10. Jason Warrens writes, fantastic, 9.5 out of 10. Lord Soup writes, I remember when this first came out, my friends and I were hooked. My favorite pinball game ever, 10 out of 10. Paul, aka Hermsky writes a Herm Firm 9.7 out of 10, another classic that will never be forgotten, one that had me impressed by the Amiga having so many heated competitions with buddies, and one that did not need feeding with coins every few minutes. Flack writes, I first experienced this on the PC and later the Amiga. The game's graphics are like a computer demo come to life. I'm no pinball expert, but the tables are fun, the graphics are great, and the music is great. Some tables are more fun than others, but none of them are terrible. Missing a few advanced features like multiball, but still fun. The pinball series may be the greatest 2D pinball games of all time. 9 out of 10. Graham W. Vebke writes, For the longest time, I felt pinball needed to stay on physical pinball machines. And while I still strongly believe this, I can say this is one of the few pinball games I can tolerate in video game form. It still doesn't give you the tactile feedback which is part of the attraction to pinball, but at least the ball movement is well done. Decent variety of tables and a nice art style, and decent table layouts too. But some tables seem to play better than others. Steel Wheel is my pick. The sounds are well done and suit the themes. Probably one of the better pinball games on the Amiga. I prefer it over all the others. 8 out of 10. And finally pixels at dawn writes one of the first games I ever played on the Amiga as it came with my a600 as soon as the atmospheric synths and drums kick in over the 21st century entertainment logo I'm ready to play even though the tables and pinball fantasies are an extra stream larger I love the style and design of the pinball dreams one much more they keep things simple and don't overcomplicate the rule set beatbox is easily the best table here head and shoulders above the rest with great gameplay on the table and a great soundtrack but the whole game looks good, sounds good, and it's just a great time. One of the games I still load up on a regular basis and have a
1: great time.
0: 8.5 out of 10.
1: There you go, Aaron. Very good. And, of course, uh, we'll buzz through these real quick, but the actual reviewers were very similar. The people over at Lemon give this 8.68. Uh, looking over these scores, Amiga Action, Amiga Computing, Format Power, they're all in the in the upper 80s. That's a little low, if you ask me. Uh, CU amiga 83 uh uh and zero gave it 86 so pretty much everyone's in the 80s except for uh uh that Tor Detormag- magazine from Germany which gives it a 98 and the average magazine rating 88 I would say this is easily an a game I mean I don't say I don't know how you could ever give this. Maybe they just didn't like video pin. Some people just were against pinball on the yeah. PC. Some, I mean, people, some, people think, some people think
0: some people think and it's obvious by the fact that these Thank guys you, had Mark to ben. shop around for a publisher. Yeah. Some people thought that pinball putting pinball on a computer was a regression. You know, and that, they were that, wrong. That was,
1: yeah, they were wrong. <laughs> I mean, and one thing you gotta remember is a lot of people, this is the only way you get to play pinball. And so you want good machines. And that's right. what this gave you. Uh it's just a it's as a uh uh When you put down all the Amiga titles, like this one is one I played the most, and it's in my top, probably top five. Just an outstanding title. And I will say one more thing, Bo, just I thought this is funny. I listened to the old show just this week, Mm -hmm. and you have done a 180 when it comes to beatbox. It was your favorite machine on the first show. Really? (laughs) Yes. You should go back and listen to it. Now, I'm assuming when you did the original one... You probably didn't know as much about pinball, and you also probably didn't pay attention to the large wad of whatever is in the background. (laughs) That can deter you, because it's funny. I don't pay attention to that that much, but every once in a while, I'll look up, and I'll be like, what the hell is that? It's horrible. (laughs) Otherwise, great. Oh, we should also mention, I'm glad you brought that up, Picard. A few years ago, this was ported to the Amstrad boat. Uh, in fact, you just did, didn't you just do a uh, video on that a couple weeks uh, ago? Or- I didn't.
0: Uh, Duncan Styles. Uh, well, I, well, actually, there are two. Yeah, you so did Duncan, one. And he did one. Yeah, Duncan did the one that you really need to watch. Yeah. It's a side by side, shot by shot comparison of the Amiga versus the Amstrad version of the CPC, and then I fired it up on the Mister Core just to see how it played a couple weeks ago. So check yeah. both of those out.
1: Yeah, a- excellent stuff and uh, good stuff all around. But just a just a great playing yeah. game and a, a
0: little real time feedback from uh, the chat. Mitsuyama says that Pinball Fantasies on the Amiga did in fact have high def mode, so I was wrong about that. There you go.
1: I never used the high def mode myself, It's just me.
0: All right, and uh, well, why don't we kick it on over to the YouTube channel and talk about what's been going
1: on in the Amigos community this week? Good idea, boat. So we had an interesting week. We usually have something cooking, boat. Let's talk about you know. I'd like to start it off here with me and the Brent. We're back at it again, boat, as we often are on Sunday mornings. This time out, uh, we had a uh, a you. Uh, I said user. I'm turning to Brent. A listener submission to play fishing games. Fishing games, boat. And amazingly, what are the odds of this? One of the games that we picked was a pinball machine. It was from the Brent. <laughs> he picked uh, the the fishing pinball machine, Fish Tales. Have you ever mm-hmm. played this one?
0: I have not played... Fi- I mean, I, I might have given it a run on, on the old pinball arcade, but I haven't spent yeah. a lot of time with it.
1: It's okay. It's not It's not bad. I looked at an Amiga title, amazingly. I'd never heard of this. It's called Gone Fishing. Mm. And let me tell you something. <laughs> it looks simple, <laughs> but it's actually a pretty darn cool game. It really is. It's, this it's is the only game good. That, this is
0: the only game that I can remember that you actually played better than Brent did.
1: <laughs> oh no, that's not true i that come on give me a break but this was fun and no trust me it took a long time this is not when you're gonna hop in and just start this isn't like sega bass fishing man right this is one where you got to get in there and figure out what's going on uh but it's surprisingly deep it really is for, especially for a game that came fairly early in the amiga i thought it was interesting that you you have to
0: do all these things include go including go to work <laughs> in yeah, this game because the when first thing i did actually, was not go to work <laughs> when it when it comes to actually doing the main thing in fishing which is the cast you yeah. just click on where you want to go
1: well <laughs> i mean the funny thing is once you've cast you have to control the pole with the mouse and it's actually i mean listen this is one you have to just try that's all i can tell you gone fishing and by the way this was a port from the st so and uh you can get also you also can be found under the name real Fishing. So it's same game. So if you if you're interested in trying this out, uh, give it a shot. I I was surprised how much. And Brett, by the way, said this was a hidden gem. This is Brett saying that. So there yeah, you go. Yeah. So we had a lot of fun on that one. Now here's one. <laughs> here's one boat. <laughs> it, we did a we did a little we did a little thing called R. Sinclair boat. And tell them tell the folks what we picked this time around. So, we did the casino game. We did Monte
0: Carlo Casino. So, yeah. this is the, as far as I know, this is the only commercially released uh, full casino simulation. I know that there is a fruit machine simulator that Codemasters put out, but this is the full Monty. You get it all. You get the blackjack, the poker, the craps. Yeah. Uh, and uh, is it a great game? No. Is it pretty good for £2.99? I yes. Think so. Yeah. so, check it out, man. It's
1: a pretty good show. It was a, uh, it was, <laughs> it was wacky i enjoyed looking at the other ports too which were Mm. one thing this game was it was economical they reused (laughs) as much as they could yeah they did not things but yeah check it out from our good buddies that work the code masters they always have the good stuff boat i was i was a witness to this event over on uh, the sprite castle here he is jack flack jack flack is back barely He's back with the Cinco de Mayo Spectacular boat. Ooh. He played a game on here, Boat, that's uh, literally, I think they wrote it for you. And it's this game here where you, uh, you're you a drunk idiot at a bar and you have to stagger home. That's the Man. game. It is great. That sounds wow. amazing. <laughs> this is it. You're looking at it. It was so funny. <laughs> I mean, this was the C sixty four has some just a crazy back catalog. Mm. This one right here. By the way, I've literally done this in real life. My buddy lived near a bar in Louisville, and we would walk over to it and have about a thousand tons of drinks. And then it was time to walk back to his apartment. And you're doing everything to avoid everyone else, try not to fall off the sidewalk, try not to (laughs) puke. You know, it's so yeah. This (laughs) life imitating art. Then you also had. Uh, he had to get a little tap, root beer tapper in. This actually had the uh, Mountain Dew theming, so I guess this was truly root beer tapper. And then he does. Uh, he also had to have some world games, cliff diving. Oh my gosh, that guy just yeah, yeah. He, he's, he's not cliff, alive anymore. There's no cliff getting, divers no are getting tough. That. I was t- I was mentioning to him that like this sort of remind me of Phoenix Freddy, where you dive into the little cup. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. that's what. When- this guy's just as tough as that guy, and then Man, he I, ends... hope, I
0: hope we get that on a second look. I'd love yeah. to play that
1: again. <laughs> have we ever? We never played World Games, have we? No, no. I don't think we did that one. And then I'm uh, talking about Fiendish
0: Freddy. That's why. Oh I yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Then he ends the uh, stream in true Flack fashion with f- film footage or, or for pictures of his cruise. <laughs> and <it's> just, i <laughs> i a. I've it's heard that Mexico
0: is very, very similar to Egypt.
1: Listen, I don't want to spot. <laughs> Listen to me. I'm talking just an Aztec pyramid. I know the difference, boat. Don't throw me under the bus here. There's a story that Flack tells about getting the bill for lunch that I don't want to ruin it, but it is the <laughs> this it's worth watching this entire stream just to catch that story. It was top shelf, boat. So you know me. I like a wacky, a wacky uh, uh turn. Who doesn't love a it.
0: wacky Flack tale?
1: Yeah, you got that right, buddy. So yeah, check that out. It's our good buddy Jack Flack. Here we go, boat! Holy smokes! It's the Hermski now. What? Espionage Island Adventure D. You know it's an adventure when it's a letter.
0: <laughs> it's the fourth one, apparently. How many Espionage Island Adventures have you had?
1: <laughs> Not nearly. <laughs> hey, Flack
0: <Flycat> had one. <laughs> so that right that's now. true. That's true. So this is Hermski back, back to back to business. Uh, he is uh, going through this game. This is another text adventure in, in his, his own special way. And, uh, you know, it seems like he's just got this endless supply of these things. And I guess that he's played, he must have just played a ton of these as a kid because he's able to get through these things without too much trouble. Uh, you know, I stumble around in the dark for years with these things whenever I try and play one because I can't figure out how to put the battery in the
1: flashlight, you know. I just so. can't imagine setting my setting my son down in front of him as he's loading it up. And being like, here you go, Lukester. Have fun. And just walking out of the room. And then that would be all that there I may try that. And just to see what he possibly would do. Because (laughs) I just can't fathom it. You it is completely different generation when it comes to gaming. Oh yeah. And, And you know, and it's funny because, like I said, I've mentioned this before, I was never a huge fan of text games anyway. I guess you have to have a real vivid imagination, just to be that kind of person, and I just wasn't that guy. But I did. Everyone had them because everyone played them because that's all there was <laughs> for the longest time. So, but Hershey, Hershey's going to work. He's doing the Lord's work when it comes to playing these text games. He buzzes through this sucker uh, pretty quick because we've seen him go for hours and hours before. <laughs> so check out the Hermster. He's always up to up to something interesting over there. Boat finally bring up bringing up the rear, but number one in our hearts boat frodo n l he's back, and it's it's a continuation of his first year of super nintendo games ninety ninety one Bo, what are your favorites uh, from that era? I see F Zero here, for example. Oh,
0: I mean, just like a lot of systems, the the real standout titles uh, didn't come fast and heavy until about three years in with the Super know, Nintendo. A, he's, However,
1: he's looking. I'm seeing some good stuff here. Final Fight, R-Type. Well, I'm talking about
0: you know games that weren't just you know arcade arcade ports. Now that's Legend of the Mystical Ninja. That one's pretty good. Oh yeah. Um, from the first year, Link to the Past. I'm pretty sure it came out in '91. Uh, Super Mario World, of course. Uh, definitely not Paperboy 2. I used to own that for the Super Nintendo. This That's looks pretty good. Movie. Is It's no well, good? Well, it looks good, but it's just not. Well, Paperboy 2 is just not, not as much fun as Paperboy 1, in my opinion.
1: That house was armed with cannons, Boat
0: yeah yeah yeah
1: <laughs> so um
0: but anyway yeah i'm all you know i'm a huge nintendo mark so he can play whatever he wants and i'll watch the heck out of it all pilot wings pilot i wings. can't believe i forgot about pilot wings what that a was game one of the launch titles yeah, yeah that's a fantastic game so that
1: was that that would launch they did the, the launch yeah the that so was one, one of know. the launch
0: titles it was pilot wings f-zero yeah. and something else did, i think was, was it, were, it were the wasn't
1: there titles. a pilot wings for like uh, was it was the wii or what well, didn't they yeah pilot it Wing, it was
0: pilot wings 64 yeah. and then the 3ds had a pilot wings
1: listen pilot wings is awesome now, yeah. you know, the Brit's a big fan of the pilot wings. What about Super Castlevania 4? Not
0: a big Castlevania guy, at least not until Symphony of the Night. So this one, I've played this one a couple times. They're really, really hard games. Uh, of course, Super Mario World all time classic.
1: It's funny to watch Frodo. If Frodo didn't naturally play the Mario's, and so people continuously loved love to make him play them. And I was <laughs> I
0: remember watching it. It's like you and Barbie games. They Oh stop. yeah.
1: So we had to mention the Barbie <laughs> games. But anyway, Frodo always a good time. A lot of we chat and he is he's sort of like the uh the the roast master. He just sets back and plays the games and just lets it unfurl and makes mm-hmm. a comment now and again. I love that. So there you go, Boaster. Some good, some good, good video action this week, my friend.
0: All right. Now, Aaron, we do have the high score competitions going on still. They're continuously going on over on the Discord. Nonstop. We just started a new one, uh, and it is on the old ZX Spectrum. We just started a tick attack, Aaron. One of your favorites and mine. Uh this is uh we're we killing have that couple, game. Couple scores up there right now. Of course, this is the ultimate play of the game, which later on became rare. Uh, I'm definitely going to be submitting a score on this one because I love, love, love this game. Uh, The Amigos High Score Challenge continues until the end of next week. There is still time to become a member of the 9999 Club on Wrong Way driver uh so make sure you check that out again if you want to become a member of our discord community all you have to do is sponsor the show on patreon patreon.com slash amigos podcast become a supporter or you can subscribe to us on twitch and uh, you get access to our awesome awesome discord community yeah all right aaron we're going to move right on down the line speaking of of, uh, of Patreon supporters, we have a new Amigos VIP this week, Aaron. The one, the only, Zebedee's Magic Roundabout has chosen to take that final step to become the Amigos VIP on on uh, Patreon, which gives him his own room, his own chat room on the Discord server. Uh, his own room is called VIP223, Have My Chances, They Have Me. Hey, I think listen. That's a British thing.
1: When you when you attained VIP status, you can you can come up with whatever wacky name you want because you that's have right. a, you are King Dong, or that's to a right. certain lesser extent, Queen Dong. So, congratulations, <laughs> Zebedee, for becoming King, uh, one of the few King
0: Dogs. And uh, in addition to Zeb, we also have a new Amigos Game Selection Committee member. Mm. And I can think of no finer man to add to that team than the one, the only, Sweden's finest, BarkBit.
1: That's right. A staff of King Dogs right there. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So we welcome both Zeb and BarkBit to the AGSC.
1: Absolutely. Uh, They
0: are going to be choosing some fantastic (laughs) games for us coming up. I truly believe it. Oh, please. (laughs) Uh I want to talk about the Patreon song, Aaron. Last week, last week the Patreon song. This was one. It was funny because we always have lots of European folks in the chat. You know, they they dominate the show. They dominate the podcast. They dominate the network. They're taking over.
1: They dominate the world. Really, okay. their influence can't be denied.
0: To a man, they're all like, "What in the world is this?" Nobody was a, it ever was heard an of easy it. one too. This is, this is a, yeah. This is an example. Of one of these bands that just made no impact overseas, you know, and then I'm sure they've got bands like Shaken Stevens, you know, that's probably their new hot band that never that came didn't didn't have any appearance over here. College so, music. Uh, you know, uh, so it was a uh, it was a band called Jane's Addiction. Uh, They were a uh, popular. Sorry, they were one of the first alternative rock bands that actually bore that moniker. Jane's Addiction actually founded Lollapalooza, which I I I, I didn't I wasn't aware of until I was doing some research. Uh, And uh, but anyway, uh, the name of the song was Jane Says uh probably the happiest song about heroin addiction you'll ever hear. Yeah. Uh and that's uh, why their
1: addiction was that that name was appropriate for that. Yeah. Band. yeah
0: They were all those guys. All <laughs> yeah. those guys strung up on greenies. Yeah. They were alternative. Uh, so, their
1: alternative to food was drugs. Yeah. That's what they used. <laughs> Particularly the lead uh, singer. So
0: of course I wanna uh congratulate you, Aaron, for getting it right off the bat. But of course for the first, uh, you know, Rob is, is the man when it comes to this stuff. Uh, he, uh, three seconds in, he sent me an email, number one with a bullet. Rob O'Hara, congratulations. But Scumboy also got it. Kate Fox, uh, David Z from yeah. AZ got it. Pack Billy, of course, he's a savant. And Hat Chad, Hat Chad ringing in with the correct answer. I would hope, yeah, I would hope they would know that. With a lot of Americans
1: in that mix, but you're right, yeah,
0: yeah. So, we move on to this week's Patreon Song Challenge. This, <laughs> uh, this is a, for the second week in a row. We feature uh, the uh, Patreon band featuring Graham W. Vebke on the skins and Lobsterminator playing the sixth string this week, Aaron. Yeah.
1: So uh, yeah. if you
0: know this week's <laughs> Patreon Song Challenge, send me an email at john at com, and I will announce you as the winner on next week's show. Oh,
1: man. This one's going to get out hard, folks. Just Let's do it, you, man.
2: Seth Yates, Alistair Fien, Christian Russell, David Z. George Rosansky, The Amiga Show. Daniel Crabtree, Super Famicom. Crazy Loomis, William Venture Sky, Heavy Systems, take Bundy, Frack, Bull. Mark Byland, Olaf Ho, Hermski Jonah, aka Simulant, Alien Breeder, David Loss, Raptor, Cowboy Boy, Landinson, Luke Hudson, John Co Bomb the Bass Frodo and El Solis, Lizer. Tech Mage, Mr. Cola, Daniel Williams, Bernard Lucas, Jerry Dennington, Zorgla, reflection Simon Ledge, Kevin Grisby, Bites and Caffeine, Gary Heather, Free Lunch, Kate Fox, David Paper. Lax, Ten, Men, of the Negro retro cats Bernard, Quinn, R.M.C. Tin, Drew, Simon, Rose, Joseph, Harrison ka Harry Rub, Rob O'Hara, Matthew, Barrymore Andy, Craig, Sean, Bark Bill and broke and grew shoulders zombie leaped and i live to check o From the Crib: Josh, Nan, Adam, Bradley, Jonas, Brutal, T.H.G., Eric, Nelson, Kim, Tommy, Rubenstein, Daniel, Bingston, Brutal Barracuda, Daring Poles, Jason Ward, is a Dog, and Kill Your
1: Uh, holy cow. <laughs> well, listen, everyone. Uh, as you can see, boats, boat's Internet's hit the wall. It's almost over for it. So I'm going to take us to the house here. Let me just say that next week, we would be honored, if you would turn out, we're doing a little show called Amigos 300. We've hit the big 300 next week. And we're going to do a little celebration. A lot of wacky antics. A lot of, uh... Wacky footage that I've been digging up More bad singing Than any show should feature And some on location Stuff we're gonna have a lot of fun And uh, we would love it if you come out And join us next week for the big 300th episode uh, It should be a lot of fun And we're looking forward to it And uh, we have been putting a lot of time Into getting it ready to go So if you can make it out we'd appreciate it uh, I, I think that's all we got uh, We appreciate everybody turning out Big crowd today Uh, And we hope you'll join us next week on Amigos 300. Until then, we both bid you a fine. Adios.
0: Adios.